Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Devin, how are you? I'm I'm pretty good. Pretty oh, good. good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. How about you? Perfect. I'm I'm good. I'm hanging in there. It's actually yeah. been. I had all of these um, plans. You know, like big plans for <laughs> the uh, for the holiday because it's <laughs> we're recording over the Thanksgiving holiday for those of you yes. who um in, in out, out there in Radio Land. Um, and so I had all these plans. Like I'm gonna do all these things, and I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna. Blah, 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 and like, none of that happened. No. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think you just need to chill. Not even a little bit. So I pretty much have, uh, I mean, I've, like, we decorated for Christmas today, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I cooked Thanksgiving things yesterday, and so, you mm-hmm. know, I haven't, like, done, I haven't been, like, a bump on a log, but, uh, but I've been mostly a bump on a log. <laughs> <laughs> so, I saw that you did not burn your pie this year. That's I exciting. didn't! I didn't! I did not. I was so proud, and it was delicious. Let me tell Good. you. Um, Good. Yeah. So uh, two years ago, I tried to make a chocolate pie based off of my grandma's recipe, um, and for some reason, I was like, "Oh, let me just broil it so that the meringue will uh, get brown." But you know, a meringue is made out of sugar, so it's yeah. a little flammable. Uh, so it turns out, after I left it in there for a few minutes, and then I opened the uh, the oven and then let a whole bunch of oxygen go there, uh, it caught on fire. Um, Yikes. And burnt really, like, yeah. So uh, it was like it caught on fire. It was huge flames coming out of the, of the oven. I freaked out. Uh, Thomas, like, closed the oven, got some oven mitts, opened it back up, got it out, blew on it, and took it outside <laughs> and just, like, put it out there. <laughs> um and uh so we didn't burn down the house but it was a, it was a near it's a near thing uh yes. but but this year no fires i uh good i made the chocolate pie same recipe um but no fires this time so i did not turn it on broil <laughs> i was just Excellent. like well this moraine ain't getting brown but that'll be That's okay it. and uh yeah. and it was fine <laughs> good so, good so ta-da um <laughs> But yeah, so it's been nice. I've been really kind of lazy and uh, sleeping and spending time with my kiddos. So that was, uh, yeah. I can't can't complain. So I'm going to have to buckle down and get back to business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, start actually doing chores and work and prepping for school and all that stuff. But Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, um, we actually had a really good Thanksgiving this year. We, um, so I think... So we've, we moved away from home a little over to, well, this is our, so this is our third Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's only been two and a half years, but I guess from when you move, no, I guess it, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, this is our third Thanksgiving. So <laughs> uh, um, the first year we just went to like Boston Market and got some, um, you know, got some ready-made food or whatever. Right. Because there's only two of us and it's kind of silly to cook a bunch of stuff if there's just two of you. Right, and right, right, right. Um, and then last year was when we tried to order some food to cook from Whole Foods <laughs> grocery delivery and they lost our order. So right. I remember uh, that. that yes, that did not happen. And so this year we ordered our groceries ahead of time. And of course we're vegetarian. So we just, we didn't have turkey or ham or whatever. Um, we just cooked sides. So we cooked, uh, stuffing and corn and green beans and deviled eggs and, um, mashed potatoes, gravy, and some rolls and stuff like that. So nice, we just had a nice. big spread of, yeah. Right. And it was actually really nice. And I think originally I used to think that I didn't care about um, the holidays or these traditions or anything like that. Like my family has never really had a bunch of traditions. Uh, I know that you you and your family have a ton <laughs> of traditions. Yes. It's like every month you're doing like three things that are your traditions <laughs> for that month. Um, <laughs> tradition for week 52 of the year is <laughs> yes yes exactly. right yeah so but my family's just never really done that so i didn't really think it mattered to me but um every year since we've been away i kind of found myself sad after the holidays and uh-huh. i didn't quite know why and i think that this year we've been trying to actually kind of celebrate a little bit and yeah. i think it's almost like mentally 
this actually leads into our topic uh-huh, uh-huh, a little uh-huh. bit because I think mentally you need these milestones throughout the year to kind of process that the year has come and gone and that you've, you know, kind of that you've lived another year or whatever, right. you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. And so like it, you just know that when Thanksgiving and Christmas come around, like that's wrapping up your year and stuff. Yes. And when you don't celebrate those and you just kind of do the same thing that you do every day, then I think you kind of mentally miss out on that rhythm or whatever, or that, you know, acknowledgement that this, this year celebrating this year, I guess is what absolutely. I'm to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I've kind of learned from homeschooling the kids, this, because uh, part of what I'm trying to do is like introduce them to all of these. We have seasonal topics to to go into like every month with the kids. Yeah. And so it's like, for me, I'm like, okay, yes, seasonal for our, uh, you know, <laughs> um, white uh, <laughs> European uh whatever but also there's an entire there are all these cultures all around the world that 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 do similar things and i mean and that's what i think is so interesting is that every single major culture has and every single major religion has like these different holidays that all happen around the same time that Mm -hmm. do a lot of the same thing so you're wrapping up you're starting a new you know there's so many um cultures who actually like in the year and start the new year like in the fall <laughs> like that yes, is yeah when you're wrapping everything up and then you're about to get started to you know fight out the the darkness and then go into the light <laughs> yeah. um and uh and so it's just it's just been really cool to like do that and and understand that there like you said there is a there's a purpose there's a greater purpose for that there's like a psychological yeah. basic human need otherwise all these all these cultures wouldn't have like the same right. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, let's be thankful for what we've done in this past year. Let's, you know, reap what we've sown. Let's, you know, have a harvest mm-hmm. of sorts. And um, so, yeah, so it's been really cool to kind of bring it to a more, uh, I'm not going to say global understanding because it's, you know, my kids are six and, and four. So, you know. <laughs> Yes, but an understanding that it's not just us. So there's like other people somewhere there in the world who who are doing the same things. Yeah, yeah. But but that's good. I'm glad that you had that. I'm glad that you had that experience. Um, It was it was really nice for us too. Uh, Ashlyn, you know, she's in her little apartment all by herself, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so we brought her home, and it's just been really nice, like having her here usually she just wants to like come and then like go like she wants to come eat food and then be sent home um because she's just not interested in hanging around you know but Mm -hmm. i I don't know if it's because she's been so isolated or because it's near the holidays or what but she wanted to stay for a few days and um and it's been really nice like i'm so excited to have my adult child home and um, and so we've spent a lot of time together playing video games and she's been spending a lot of time with the, with the girls and they've been very excited to have her Aww. attention for, you know, yes. a couple hours out of the day. And so it's been really nice. Um, it's probably, I mean, I know that like the situation sucks and I'm sad I didn't get to see like my brother and his family because we usually do that as part of our Thanksgiving tradition. Um, yeah. but you know, but I'm, but it's been a really good Thanksgiving, you know, especially yeah. considering uh, how crappy the year has been. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Ta-da! <laughs> ta-da! Um, so that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, what are you drinking? We need oh, to talk about yes. your, your fancy, your fancy ass drink. <laughs> yes, okay. So this is... Um, this is the third drink out of the shaker and spoon box. Um, I have a theme going on apparently here. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> this one is called Abstract Distraction. Ooh. And yeah, it has wild rose infused strawberry jam, lemon bitters, oh, and a rose God. lemonade in it. And then also has, for a garnish, has three rosebuds on top. Oh my God. Yes, and the little blurb says that basically um, 
Roses are really important in the um, a big part of Mexican history, both aesthetically and symbolically. They're used in the, you'll see them a lot in the Dia de los Muertos. Muertos? Yes. Muertos. 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 Get that R in there. Um, <laughs> you'll see them in that. And there's the Aztec goddess of love and desire. And so it's just really important. And so they say that um, it's an emblem in their in their culture. It's an emblem of love and fidelity in um, Mexico. And so that's where this the inspiration for this drink came from. Is, nice. Uh, just all the roses that are in their culture. So that um, is beautiful. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Um, yeah, just rose lemonade, and just it's just with that hint of freshness. It's very, very good. Yeah, it looks very pretty. It looks very mm-hmm, pretty. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you nice. drinking? Oh, I'm drinking a you know wine straight out of the Boda box. <laughs> 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 my Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, so that's where where I'm at. I finished my my Josh Cabernet Sauvignon earlier today, tonight. Okay. Um, yeah. Bourbon barrel uh and yeah um and then i also got because my in-laws really like the blackberry the sweet blackberry wine uh so i brought them some of that for thanksgiving uh when we went over next door to to eat supper with them yesterday uh so yeah so there's been (laughs) there's been a lot of wine drinking last couple of days (laughs) good good yeah i got to um i'm telling you these wine racks go fast um yeah (laughs) i I think i already need to refill four bottles out of mine and i think i am going to get a boda box also that way i can just drink on it for a while and not have to pull from the wine rack yep but i will tell you be careful because the bottle lets you know (laughs) you're like Oh, I've drank half a bottle. Oh, I've had a bottle. I should probably stop as opposed yeah. to the Boda box that just keeps on going it just and going keeps on and going. going. <laughs> it's like the Energizer bunny of wine. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. mm, that sounds good. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, we have a topic today. We do I have mean, a not topic. That, not that we always, not that we ever don't have <laughs> Not a that topic. we don't always yeah but, you know you know like it's a it's a it's another one of those podcasts about a book <laughs> <laughs> yes it's well it's our podcast about a pod doing a review on a podcast about a book right right <laughs> but those are the best because then you get the highlights right exactly exactly um and but what i will say is that the reason why uh, i wanted to listen to this is that i actually got two different um, reviews for it, like two different people telling me I needed to listen to it. One, I think, was it, was it, um, yeah, recommendations. That's the word mm-hmm. that I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> was it Christy who yeah, I think suggested Christy it? Christy posted it, yeah. In our Discord? In our Discord. Yeah. yeah. And so that was like, I think the first time, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, I, I know that, that, that's the sex lady and her sister. And <laughs> <laughs> you might want to uh, talk about the, uh, what the podcast is about? Because oh, you're saying oh, oh. that's the sex lady. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. I guess I should go into it. Yes. Yeah, so the uh, the podcast that we're... <laughs> this is me reminding myself. Okay. Yep. So we're going to be reviewing uh, Brene, Br- Brene Brown's Unlocking mm-hmm. Us interview with Emily and Amelia Nagoski yes. uh, on burnout and how to complete the stress cycle. So that is what we are going to discuss today. And it was recommended to me. <laughs> yes. And Emily Nagowski is the one that did the, on our episode 69. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, episode 69, we did Come As You Are, something about life-changing, something, something, sexual book. I don't know. The whole <laughs> title. It's a long title. But Emily yes. Nagowski is basically like a sex therapist or sex mm-hmm. coach or something. So yes. that's that's what you mean when you say the, the, uh, the, the sex, sex lady. lady. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was actually really funny. So I saw that in our Discord and I was like, okay, yes, I'm feeling burnout. So I feel like this would be a good thing for me to listen to. And I kind of like, you know, mentally uh, bookmarked it and I I will read that or I will listen to that at some point. And then I was having a session with my therapist and my therapist was like, oh, you know, because I had been like, "Uh," because if you (laughs) if you follow this every week, you know that I've been struggling uh, recently. And, uh, so I was letting my therapist know I'm struggling. And, uh, so she was like, yo, you should listen to this podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's the sex lady. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I heard about this one. Um, 
And she was like, yes, it's a sex lady. Like, Devin, stop being so goddamn immature. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so then I was like, okay, well, if my therapist is telling me that I should listen to it, then I should. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of what led to this. And uh, and then I was like, oh, hey, we could do this. It's a challenge because apparently mm-hmm. we really like to do podcasts, a podcast episode about a podcast episode about a book. Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like we need to come up with like a fancy German name that like <laughs> that could like be the genre of podcast that that is. Yes, yes. A fancy German name. Okay. We'll have to think about that. Right. Um anyway, so I I also I started oh okay. <laughs> uh this is what happens when uh you don't take notes, Stacy. Then you let me yeah, go in yeah. charge and it goes everywhere. Um Hello. So Brene Brown, I had never heard of the Unlocking Us podcast prior to this. And uh, she seems like a really cool lady who is someone yeah. who I think I may start reading uh, or listening to, at least listening to these podcasts. But she is uh, a pretty, um, very, uh, pretty, very, God. <laughs> can we start? Let's just start over. Let's start too over. Much, too much wine. Too much wine for me today. Um, but she seems like a very smart and, um, uh, like well-informed, educated, um, interesting and awesome kind of lady. Um, so I think, I feel like I should listen to more of her podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I've actually been, I've seen her name and I've heard a couple other people mention other things, not necessarily this burnout book, but um in fact i think patrick was talking about her our friend patrick was talking about her one day but also i feel like either she was at the wff conference that i went to or she had some books there but i well, feel like what of her yeah one of her major books is dare to lead which sounds like something yes. that you would need yes 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 <laughs> I do think something you should use. Yeah, yeah. So I do think I've also heard about her professionally, which is interesting. That it's just also in a professional setting and also a home social or not a home social, but personal setting. She's just like covers everything. I mean, I love her energy just listening to this podcast. Like she seems very down to earth and like kind of spazzy, but in a cute way. Yes. Is, Is kind of like the way I was, which is also why I liked the Emily Nagowski lady was because I feel like she has a really good energy and also is kind of really cute in the way, because I listened to that Come As You Are book on audiobook. And I just love the way that she like says things and just her voice is, is soothing. And yes. some people have good energy. And I think both Brene Brown and Emily Nagowski, and also apparently Amelia, um, because <laughs> yes. she's a twin, a identical twin sister. So I guess that makes sense. But Right, right, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, I was just looking at, I'll, I will link to this, but um, Brene, Bra- Brene, Brene Brown's website, um, her about me section is like mm-hmm. the cutest thing I think I've ever seen on a professional website because Aww. she's um, she's going through like her, the ba- major milestones of her life and she has mm-hmm. like pictures of what's happening to her. And so they're like yeah. these ridiculously um, 80s pictures of her with like really big hair. Um, like oh, 1986 says, 1986, discover shaper spray. The higher the hair, the closer to God, um, is like <laughs> the little overboard. <laughs> so, um, nice. Yeah, I really, yeah, I, I agree. I really like her energy. I think that, um, she's, she's a really cool person. So I, I'm going to start listening to her podcast, you know, if I ever listen to podcasts again. Um, but anyway, so I started listening to this and I listened to it and I was like, this makes a lot of sense to me. And she loved the book so much. I felt like I needed to just go out and buy the book. And then I did. <laughs> yeah. And then you bought it for me. And then I bought it for Stacey because it's a really good book. Um, so we'll talk about the podcast mostly, but I will also talk a little bit about um, my impressions of the book as well. So, okay. Yes. And I think obviously teaser, there's a... Um, that later we will do an episode on the book since we both are going to be reading the book. <laughs> yes. So this is like <laughs> we'll have two ep- we'll have two episodes about the same topic. So it's fine. yes, yes, it's fine. That's okay. Sometimes you need to do that. Um, yeah. 
So I guess my first, uh, I'll open it up to you, Stacey, because I've got a few notes, but I thought maybe, I know that you, you, you had kind of like a general impression of it. So I thought maybe I'd get your general impression and then I go to my notes and then I'd open it up to you to like interject your responses to my, to my specific points. <laughs> okay. Yes, sure. That sounds good. Yeah, because for some reason, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of on vacation this weekend. Like I, I'm not even wearing my watch because Whoa. as you talk about- yeah, when when I went on vacation uh, last month or something, you know, I was like, man, it was just so freeing to not wear my watch. And so, um, yeah, since I got off work on Wednesday, so I've been off Thursday and Friday, um, yeah, I just haven't worn my watch or nothing, and I'm just kind of free going. If I'm hungry, I eat, or if I'm not, I don't, or, you know, whatever I feel like doing that moment, I just go do it. So uh, I guess that... that uh, tumbled over into my podcast listening because I didn't take notes like I normally would. I'm very usually very prepared. Um, <laughs> yes, but anyway, so earlier when I mentioned the um, year and kind of how the holidays kind of give your brain this kind of symbol that or signal that you're wrapping up the year, that's kind of what this book was about. So the book basically was saying that you have to process emotions. And when we experience burnout is when we get stuck in an emotion and we don't process it. Yes. And there are times definitely that it is perfectly okay to suppress an emotion at that moment. And that may be for safety reasons or, you know, professional reasons or whatever. You don't have to always live out your emotion at that moment. But at some point, you have to circle back and process that emotion. And so uh, there's the same thing. Like, basically, she kind of says something like, if there's a bear chasing you, and that bear stops chasing you, your your body doesn't know the bear went away. You have right. to kind of signal to your brain that the bear went away by like, you stop running and you start breathing deeper. And, mm -hmm. you know, like there's these signals. And so uh, that's what I was relating just to tie it back um, is that I think those holidays are the same idea as these milestones to process these emotions. So yeah, I definitely, I think I, and I did come to that conclusion after listening to the podcast, I think, but um i do i do like the idea um that you have to you have to work through these emotions um, yes and so i am interested to read the book because obviously in the podcast i just kind of touched on some like high po high level points um right on i mean in the podcast as much as i can tell they basically just went through like the introduction in the first chapter <laughs> <laughs> wow wow <laughs> Um, but also what was interesting was, um, Amelia. Okay. So Emily, we talked about, she is a sex coach, therapist, whatever. Um, and Amelia is a music conductor. Mm -hmm. And so she talks about how her profession is all about processing emotions through music. And I never thought of it that way, which I did. I mean, I have played music. I played the trumpet right, <laughs> uh, back right. in high school or whatever. But I'm, I've never really considered myself a musician, you know, like. Yeah. But I guess the people that are really good at it, that's probably more like that's how they see it because they they do put their emotions into the music, which then makes other people feel those emotions in that music. Right. So right. I also thought that was interesting that, that they were tying, they wrote it together and that's why. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I, I again, I really like Emily Nagowski from the Come As You Are book. So yes. I'm instantly like intrigued to explore further in the first place. And then mm. I just really liked the idea of, okay, you have to process these emotions or else you're going to get stuck in a loop basically and get burned out. Absolutely. And I thought it was really interesting that they talked about the fact that Amelia, you know, does that, right? Like that's her job, but because it's so performative, like she had the biggest, you know, revelation of, oh my God, yeah. emotions yeah. live in your body. And <laughs> yes, uh, yes, exactly. Because whenever she, apparently when she was going to grad school, and that's one of the stories that she talks about on the podcast, um, she had a she had a couple of breakdowns, uh, mm -hmm. which were like she was having a lot of, uh, and it wasn't like she had an emotional breakdown. She ended up in the hospital. It was like her body like physically stopped working. Yes. Uh, yes. And she was in a lot of pain and she ended up in the hospital and um, they couldn't really come up with any good reason for it. And, uh, and they were like, you know, <laughs> basically go home and rest. Um, yeah. And, uh, and it was like, oh my gosh, 
emotions are in your body. I'm really stressed out because I'm trying to finish my, you know, PhD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it just made a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. she also is in a field, I guess, being a conductor. I can't remember the statistic, but it's something like very, 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 very few women are conductors. Right. And so it was highly or it was difficult for her because she was female. And then also right. just this normal stress of doing a dissertation um, added on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. I think they said that she was like the only woman at that time to have ever gone through the program at the school. She Yes. Graduated yeah, that's from. right. Graduated. Yeah. Yeah. Only, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> that yes. is incredible. Um, so, yeah, no wonder that she's having all of that. But I so related to that because I feel like I am someone who does a lot of lip service to emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And I obviously express emotions in like writing and books and, you know, different mm-hmm. ways. But um, but I, it is so completely divorced from my body that like I totally <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm so there. Like yeah. I, I would not have. I, I mean, I had the kind of the same reaction, like, oh, my God, wait, I mean, that makes sense. But I have not been living my life that way. Yeah. Uh, my emotions and my mental state is like over here. And then my body is over here. And mm-hmm. I have completely like cut these things off from each other. But like, that's the problem. because <laughs> The emotions are connected to my, my body is creating the emotions. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I was just like, ah, oh, geez, no wonder. <laughs> like, um, because I'm literally, if you're if you're cutting yourself off from your body, it, whenever you're talking about emotions, and basically what you're doing is cutting yourself off from the real emotions. You're yes, not letting yeah. yourself actually feel them. You're thinking right. about them. You're talking mm-hmm. about them, but you're not really feeling them. And so that was like my big like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. Is the, this is what I have not been doing, like, probably my entire life. Um, I should, you know, maybe work on that. So, yeah, so that was that was a that was a huge aha for me. Um, so I guess I'll start working through some of the notes that I took. Uh, one of the things that they talked about first was just, you know, what makes burnout? Like, what are the components of burnout? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of a combination of things. You've got emotional exhaustion, Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got a decreased sense of accomplishment, and then you have something called depersonalization. Um, And so those three things are really what causes burnout. And like the major one or the one that people get stuck in a lot is that emotional exhaustion uh, Mm -hmm. because people are not processing uh, whenever they have stress in their bodies because they don't see, they're like me, they don't see emotions as something that's in our body. Um, yeah. You know, we're like, oh, well, I'm stressed out. That's over here, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they are cycles that happen in your body, it's really important to not get stuck in them. So that yeah. emotional exhaustion happens, like you said, when you get stuck in that emotion. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that they talked about was that feelings are tunnels and you got to get through them to like be able to, you know, go to the other side, like be able to like, um, you can't just like stay in the middle. You got to go all the way and get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, uh, so I thought that was, was really interesting. And they talk a lot and I'll get into that in a minute about like how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of the things that they say about how to get through, you know, how to mm-hmm. actually deal with your emotional cycles are things that I hate to do. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, gee, you know, so now it's like, now I'm like having all these moments of l- looking at myself and saying, okay, so do I not like, well, I will get into that in a second, but do I not want to exercise, for example, is it because I don't want to exercise or is it because I don't want to deal with all these freaking emotions that I'm going to have yeah. to like process as part of this stress cycle? Yeah. Um, and so it's been, yeah. Anyway, but we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that they talked about was this thing called the human giver syndrome. Yes, yes. Uh, and I was interested kind of to see what your thought was on this as well because they're, 
Um, basically, their thought was that you've got people here who are human beings, and then you have people mm-hmm. who are human givers. Mm-hmm. Um, and human beings feel very, you know, entitled or whatever to just like <laughs> live in the world and be and like live to their full capacity and, you know, like whatever. Like they don't have to, they don't define themselves or they don't feel their sense of self worth by giving to other people, they feel it just by being in the world. Um, But people who have human giver syndrome and who are the human givers are like stuck in the cycle of like giving all of their energy to support the people who are human beings. Yes. (laughs) And they talked about like the gender division of this that a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times, uh, women are the ones who are the human givers and are the ones who are suffering from human giver syndrome, whereas mm-hmm. men are human beings and are just reaping the rewards of being. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was interested to know what you thought about that. Um, so I was I, I was very interested because, first of all, um, when you bought me this book, you said that you had been reading it and that it was just opening your eyes to all sorts of things and that it was helping explain why you were like you are and why I am like I am. Yes. So <laughs> when they started to talk about this, I was like, huh, because although they don't make the human beings sound very great because basically they're like, yeah, they'll just take and take and take, which I don't know if I'm on that far. of the I do not think that you are that. No, but anyway, no. go ahead. But I would def 100% say that you're a human giver and I'm a human being. Yeah. And I think that explains a lot about just like the different choices that we make, you know? Like, right. Um, and I also think that that, like, I am 100% like if someone, unless, I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, I need help or whatever, I am happy to help. I am not a mean person. But, right. No, you are not at all. But if there is someone going through something or doing something or whatever, I am like, it's none of my business. I am going about my day. I have no (laughs) sense of obligation to help said person. You know, like, I remember one night we were having a girls night downtown in Knoxville. And this like, I don't know if he was homeless or what, but he comes up and he asks (laughs) us for money. And you are, (laughs) you don't have any cash. And so you offer to buy him food and you take him into a restaurant with us and we sit with him and you buy him a meal and then we leave. And it was like, wow. Like, I just would have been like, nope, keep walking. You know? (laughs) Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a human giver. (laughs) This is totally you. I know. I will run in front of traffic to get on the other side of the street of a beggar. And you're just like, here, take all of my money. Take it. I will make, I will buy you a nice a nice meal at this yes. Irish pub. Yes. Uh, so, um, oh, but yeah, so I think that's part of it. And I think that's why I also don't get bogged down in like, you know, family or business drama or whatever because i'm just like meh none of my business whatever you know right uh, and go on so uh i like being this way but it didn't make it sound very nice but then also to mention what you just talked about with the whole exercise thing i think that is a hundred percent oh oh and there's one more thing too hold on one second let me write down this note um i just thought of, <laughs> but the um exercise so yeah absolutely right like that helps me process whatever is happening 100 percent um right and um i guess i don't want to go okay i'll save that note for later because i don't want to go i want to you to also talk about the human giver versus human being <laughs> and then I'll, i can come back to this other note but go yeah ahead. yeah no uh, to be to be fair i was not thinking when i saw human giver and human being i was not thinking that was a difference between you and me i just want to make that okay. very clear oh okay okay <laughs> but it no, is yeah, but it might it might be, but I was thinking more about the exercise thing for later. Yes, okay, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, that was uh, I definitely I definitely think that I suffer from human givers giver syndrome <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for reasons like I might just buy some stranger a meal on the street. Um, yes, like that is you know that's is very much a part of my DNA, and I feel very obligated, and I feel. You know, it's like giving is one thing. And, I, th- you know, I don't feel like people should feel bad about giving to people. Um, 
because yeah. I think that you, you know, that's part of how, that's part of how we exist in this society. And that's why I mean, like, you are not somebody who doesn't give because you are very giving and thoughtful to people that you care about and who are in your circle and, yeah. uh, you know, and so like, that's, yeah, but, um, I, but, but a stranger, it, F them. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but like, but there's a, there's a, there's a, they've got to make a line. Like you got to have boundaries. You got to be able to yes. say, okay, at this point, like my health is more important than, yes. you know, making sure everybody else in the world feels okay right now. Like, yes. And 100%. I, yeah. And I just don't do like, I'm so bad at doing that. So I definitely, um, have, I definitely identify <laughs> that for sure. Um, and that goes into the setting boundaries. They even talk about like, not just with other people, but with your family and everything. And I, yes, think, I mean, 100%, like, <laughs> let me just say, like, if I was in your shoes and I, we had, and I had to homeschool kids and work, I would have been like, okay, James, I will homeschool the kids. However, <laughs> if I do all this time and effort, you will be cooking the meals, you will be cleaning the house, you will be doing blah, 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 blah. You know, like I would right. have 100, before I agreed to it, it wouldn't even <laughs> been a question. I would have set boundaries and said, I will take on this thing if I get XYZ in right. return, you know? And it's about the boundaries because, yeah, it's I can't even imagine trying to do all of that in normal house right. duties too. Well, I don't even remember if it was um, if it was in the podcast or in the book, but at some point they were like, you know, you have to, uh, if you, one of the problems with human givers is that you don't designate things as sacred to yourself. So like, yeah. for example, these eight hours of sleep are yes. important to mommy to be able to exist. Uh, yes. And, you know, I obviously <laughs> have a really <laughs> hard time with that. Yes. Um, even though I did, uh, a couple, a couple of days ago, I had gone, Kai has been back on her bullshit. So she's like, <laughs> uh, staying up and getting up and ugh, anyway, so I had woken up with her like four nights in a row and stayed up with yeah. her like all night. And so I was finally like, okay, Thomas, yes. you're on, you're on point tonight. She might not like it. I'm going to tell her before she goes to bed what to expect. But um, yes. I have got to get some sleep. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. eventually I was like, okay, I'm, I'm throwing it down. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I loved about it. Because they did say that it's not only important to you, but it has to be important to your family too. So they, exactly. your family has to also prioritize mommy's eight hours of sleep. Yes. And yes, I think yes, that's yes. perfect for you because I feel like. Yeah, it's hard enough to get you to prioritize it. And then once you do, it just seems like all these forces are working against you. And it's exactly. like, exactly. Everybody's got to do it. It's like, kids, mommy needs to sleep. Prioritize that. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. So I'm curious, since you told her what to expect, did she mm-hmm. handle it okay when he, she Yeah, I mean, she cried a little bit, but she didn't. I mean, she got she got over it pretty quick. So she, yeah. oh, because I had prepped her on it, she was yeah. able to, like, process really through it idea. a little bit easier. So. Yeah, um, so I think that we need to do that more often. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe you could do like an on-off schedule, like where one week you take her, one week, or maybe, I don't know, because a week is a long time. So Yeah, <laughs> like a few you know, days. Like, a yeah. Day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's just good anyway, because she needs to not be so attached to me. Yeah. Just for her own mental health outside <laughs> of yes, mine. Yes. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was so that was interesting as well. Um, it talked about what you had to do to kind of get beyond that was recognizing that that was a problem that you had and then healing from it. <laughs> yes. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then it started going into this whole idea of the stress cycles and like mm-hmm. how to, um, how, how to get out of that. <laughs> yes. And so, um, oh, I just got a notification saying that my Amazon package was delivered. I wonder if there was a. <laughs> at 930 got- at night? Yeah. What is up with wow. that? I don't know. So, um, so you have to signal something. You have to send a signal to your body that you are safe. Um, and in order to do that, you've got to actually speak body language. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I've never really thought about. Um, (laughs) because I don't feel (laughs) my feelings in my body. Right. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting and they spent a lot of time on this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so basically 
these, they really focus on the idea that physical activity is mm-hmm. a way that you tell your brain that you've survived the threat. Uh, yeah. And it's basically a way for you to communicate to your body that like you're safe now, like everything yes, is yes. okay. Um, and that's like one of the, that's like the most efficient strategy for completing the stress response cycle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, um, it. I know, and that was funny. And that was one of the things that was really where I focused on like, oh my God, now I understand why, mm-hmm. like why you love exercise and why yeah. I hate exercise and why, and, and why at one point in my life, I loved exercise and now I do yes. not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it was, it was like, it was just very eye opening for me because they talked about the fact that if you have a lot of, um, of like residual stress that you have not worked through, that mm-hmm. when you start to exercise, it's not going to feel good. You're not going to feel complete at the end of it because you still got a lot of shit to work through. And I was like, this is exactly what happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they say that, you know, you, you have to recognize, but you may, that one workout session, you may only get 20% through your stress because Mm -hmm. you've built it up so much, but that's still 20% better than you were when you started. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it was just like, it was so, eye-opening to me because I have been like, you know, because you're like, I did all these exercises and I feel so yeah. great. And I'm like, I did 10 minutes of an exercise and I hate it. You know? <laughs> it's just like, yes, why yes. is it that we have these very different direct? And like, I know that I wasn't always that way because like I yeah. ran a half marathon with you and like we right. used to go we running. We used to run every week. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I mean, I don't think I ever loved it as much as you do, but I liked it. Like it was fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know. We did yoga. We used to yeah. do yoga every week. Exactly. And like, so I was just like, okay, like <laughs> this is making sense. And that's exactly what my body has been experiencing. Because if I like do a thing, it just feels so terrible. And, and now I know why. <laughs> like, yes. It's not just because I'm out of shape or whatever. Like that's not it. Like the issue is that I've got all of this stress because a lot of times I'm not even doing things that are like really hard right it's just you know I just need to do more like I have to Mm -hmm. stick with it until I process all this residual stress and so that was like that was that was my thing that was just like okay this this explains everything yes um because now I get it now I get it because you exercise three times a week (laughs) at least yeah all of your stress is gone (laughs) yeah it really is you're completing all of those stress cycles (laughs) (laughs) I know I can so if I've had a really bad day I 100% I can either go work out and I will feel I will feel completely stress-free by the end or I can drink and then I will also feel so those are my two (laughs) things and and that's something else that they because that's that's the note that I wrote down was that they talk about um, you everyone kind of has their own way of processing these uh, stress or whatever and that you a lot of times experience burnout when you get so like when the stressor happens so many times that you can't keep up with your process so right. like. For example, if your process is taking a bubble bath and reading a book, well, you don't necessarily have time to do that every single night. And so when it catches up, then, um, or when you, if you were stressed every day of the week, but couldn't take a bubble bath every day of the week, then that's when you experience burnout. And that kind of helped me a little bit, which this is bad to say, but I've definitely been drinking a little more, I think, than what I did pre-COVID. Right. And I (laughs) think... Because, again, for me to process, like, stress or um, anger or, you know, anything, like, just bad feelings, I -hmm. have to either work out or drink. (laughs) And although I do work out often to try to process it, but on days that I can't, then it's like, man, I really could use a glass of wine tonight, you know? And, (laughs) And lately, I've kind of been like, man, what's wrong with me that I keep drinking, like, three times, three or four times a week, you know, or whatever. And it's because those are the days that I'm not working out, you know, like there's a, (laughs) um, and so, yeah, I think that 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 made me feel better. Although I know I shouldn't turn to drinking to (laughs) get rid of my stress, (laughs) but it did make me feel better about me wanting to drink like every night. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I sent you, I just sent you a uh, picture that's going to be, it's a sneak peek 
peek of what our uh, holiday card is going to look like this year. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Me and Tom is drinking heavily uh, while yes, the kids yes. go crazy around. <laughs> yeah. And Ashlyn's, yeah. She's just standing in the middle like, yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So oh, perfect. I love it. Yep. Um, but yeah, and I, yeah. So, and then the other thing too that they talk about, um, which I think was like my first uh, quote that I sent you about everything, which was mm-hmm. um, like, you know, so many people get stressed out because they're like, oh, we're, we're really trying. Um, we want to strive for wellness, you know? Um, and like, we're doing all the self-care stuff. And like, the whole point yes. is like, you're not actually doing the things that signal to your body, like taking a bubble bath is great, but it doesn't necessarily single signal to your body that you need, that you're safe, right? Yes. Not yeah. necessarily. Um, so like the importance of like, what does your body truly actually need? Like if you were running away from a, you know, saber tooth tiger or a hippo, <laughs> like what would it need? And it talked about like, if you ran away, you had the action of running, you mm-hmm. get to a safe space and then you're like connecting with other people and like yes. celebrating. And so I liked that too, because it's like not just, it's not just about, you know, oh, I'm just going to relax and be happy. Like that's yeah. not how it works. Like you've got to like go through some shit and then like connect with people and be like, it's okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am safe. Yeah, I, I loved the, um, they talk about the 20-second hug, which is related kind yes. of to that, like when you're connecting with the people. And I love that idea of just like sitting there and actually doing an awkwardly long hug. But just, yes. you know, like <laughs> like that, sim- that, you know, signals your body that mm-hmm. you are safe because you are in this embrace and you are relaxed and, you know, like, I love it. The 20-second right. hug. I love exactly. it. Exactly. I like that too. Yeah. Um, but don't, you know, like if you're like, oh my God, physical activity, I do not want that to be what I have to do. There are other things you can do to signal to your body. Um, no, so. everyone must start exercising. <laughs> Stacy says so. Um, I mean, they say over and over again that it's like the most effective way. So if yes. you've got a lot of stress, like you really probably got to fi- figure it out. Like you got to start doing it. Um, yeah. But there are other things. So you can breathe. So do breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, deep, slow breaths down, regulate the stress response. Um, so making sure that you're doing that, which is kind of re- related to like meditation and yoga. Those are all things that kind of help with that yeah. piece of it. Um, positive social. Oh, yeah, because what oh. did they say? There are two people that focus on breathing and it is um, yoga instructors and the, the other, do you, it was somebody that was, it's like, I don't know if it was football players. It was somebody oh, that was oh, in a high um, stress. Special ops, special ops forces. Yes, special yeah, ops. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I was thinking, because it was somebody that's in a high people. stress. Yeah. And I thought that was super interesting. Because could you imagine, you know, you think of these like special ops people as like big and bad or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. over here like basically doing yoga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they're like, they got to focus on their breathing and chill. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that's one thing you can do. You could also do positive social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about it because it's like, it doesn't have to be like deep, you know, like I'm going to snuggle up with my, you know, lover or whatever, um, or connect with my kids. It could just be like casual, friendly social interaction uh, yeah. with like people at work or whatever. But that's like the first external sign that the wor- world is a safe place. And I will say that I feel this very much right now uh because like the fact that i can't have that yeah is is like a is like one of the major (laughs) signals to my body that like (laughs) the world is not safe because the only people i can see are the people that i see every day in my house the fact that i can't just go out and have a random chit chat like i go to the kroger click list and if the person who is giving me groceries, you know, through the, through their mask is like super friendly. It like makes my day. I went to, I went to the, um, to the library because they have a, um, like a library to go. And Mm -hmm. the lady was somebody who used to, who remembered me and my kids from when we used to come to story time, like a year or so ago. Uh, well, two years ago, probably now. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and uh, and so she was like, oh, let me give you this thing for your kids. And so, like, just, you know, just seeing somebody is like a big deal. It's like such a yeah. rush of like, oh, everything is okay. <laughs> it's such a treat. Yeah, I maybe know, things yeah. aren't so bad because I'm able to interact with this person. Exactly, exactly. So my body is like, oh, I'm safe <laughs> for like half a minute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely see how that is a way that your brain gets that as well. Um, laughter, uh, can be huge. Yes. Genuine laughter. Like not the socially, um, like poised, like, I gotta laugh at this thing, this joke that my coworker says so they don't think that I'm, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Uh, I'm so bad at that because I, um... And I think it's a more of a social tick, not necessarily that I'm trying to be fake, but it is a it is a tick of mine that I will kind of do this little giggle when I'm nervous or when I'm meeting someone new. Yeah, yeah. I'll do like a I'll say after like I'll say a sentence and then I'll giggle and then I'll say you know or whatever and I'll giggle and they're probably like what is wrong with this person? But <laughs> why are you um, laughing so much? <laughs> yeah, but that's not a genuine laughter. You right, know? That's right. A, that's a tick. Yeah, and I think that. General, like I think I feel like I bleh, bleh, gen, gen, generally, <laughs> generally I have very genuine laughter. Uh, even yeah. even at work or whatever. Like I get I get cracked up about a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> so I am very much like a big belly laugh kind of person. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's, that is probably the only thing I'm doing right now that's helping with my stress response. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, um, you know, but it does feel really good. Like, um, <laughs> today, Kess, uh, she was giving her dad a hard time about he had gotten red dye candy canes, you know, and she's, mm-hmm. she has an quote unquote allergy to a red dye. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, where did Thomas, she even come up with this? <sighs> yeah. So she had like these, she had like this really bad rash on the back of her legs for several months. And, yeah. um, and Thomas apparently had a reaction to red dye when he was a kid and oh. hers got worse. There was like one day when she ate like an entire bag of, <laughs> of like pink cotton candy. okay (laughs) and then it got worse and i was like well maybe you have the same red dye thing as your as your dad said which i probably never should have said um because now she's convinced that she's deathly allergic to red dye um (laughs) so it's like oh god anyway so he you know got candy canes upon my behest um Mm -hmm. and but apparently they have some red dye in them and so she was like you know Daddy, you're just trying to kill me. And was like, you know, being very dramatic and yeah, and Kess. And so he was like, you know, hi, you know, you're going to be fine. Just try a little bit. Like, if you're not going to have a big reaction to like half a candy cane, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, mm-hmm. well, if I do, I want you to, I'm going to make sure you remember. I'm going to bring it up all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then she was like, you're going to remember it every single time you think about math. <laughs> math? What? <laughs> and so Thomas and I just, just like cracked up, could not stop. Jeez. Uh, anyway, so you know, <laughs> my my crazy kids at least give me a lot of opportunities to laugh a lot. So that's good. yeah. Oh. Um, but that's probably the one thing that I'm actually getting out of all of these. Yeah. Right now. Um, and then affection. So uh, Mm -hmm. making sure that you've got like a deeper connection with a loving presence that can help, especially if you don't have that positive social interaction. Um, And I think that goes back to a lot of the stuff that Emily talks about in her Come As You Are book too, like the importance of like just, you know, putting your body next to somebody else's body um, is is super, (laughs) super important and super healing. So... Um, so that's good. Uh, and then a big old cry. Uh, oh, yeah. So just letting yourself cry it out. Uh, I really suck at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is not a thing I'm good at. Even when I cry, I like have the little silent tears, you know? Like they yes, just yes. Come down, you know? Like I can't just like, there have been very few times in my life that I've been so sad that I've sobbed, like openly sobbed. Uh, and I could probably count them on one hand and I can remember almost every single one. <laughs> like, oh. 
Oh it's my uh it is not that is not that is not for Devin. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas cries guarded. Thomas Thomas cries more than me. The what? You said Thomas cries more than you? Yeah, he cries more yeah. than I do. Yeah, I am uh, I'm definitely guarded on that because I was kind of, I was brought up that crying was a weakness, you yes, know. Kind of yes. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm working through that, but there's definitely been I definitely can tell that crying is cathartic you know like when it happens I've, I've picked up on that i guess and so what will usually end up happening if i'm kind of pinning something up for a while i'll start crying or not crying but i'll start getting teary-eyed at the most random things like <laughs> i'll listen to a commercial on the radio and yes. it'll be something like mom i'm home for the holidays and then i'll be like oh, i mean her mom is probably just so happy that she's home and i'll get like a little tear in my eye or something oh, yeah and um there was one that used to get me and it was about a dad that was like in drug recovery or something and when he comes home there are people like it says they say one thing but then it shows a thought bubble about what they're really thinking like they'll say like oh it's good to see you again but what they're really thinking is like um i'm glad you completed that program or whatever but then when he walks in the door his little kid like his little five-year-old runs up and says daddy i'm so glad you're home and then it says like what she really means is daddy i'm so glad you're home and i'm just like that would make me bust into tears every (laughs) single time and um, yeah so when that starts happening i know that i have been you know pushing something down and I'll go and I'll go to Netflix and I'll pick some sappy love story or some kind of tearjerker movie and I'll watch it and that'll help me that'll pull it out I'll be in a safe space to where I can cry and I don't feel weird about it and like it's just I feel so much better afterwards that's awesome I mean I feel like and I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get at like I you I feel like you are so much more in touch with the way that your body processes things when it comes to that. And I have just been like in this little island. <laughs> yeah, which I think is so weird because you've I done know. all these. <laughs> you have done all these classes and read all this <laughs> stuff and you've focused on it. And then just, I'm just over here like, oh, not on my body after I cried. <laughs> you know? I have like, I have been studying my emotions as if it was something completely separate from my body for my entire life. Yeah, like, I guess that is what it is. Yeah. Like every single time I'd be going through this stuff, I'd be like, oh, well, let me talk about my emotions, spirit, whatever, mind, you know, like it's this yeah. weird nebulous thing that is not attached to my body at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. true. So, um, Yeah. Uh, and then the the last one, the last way to like kind of complete the stress cycle is creative expression. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm very good at that, <laughs> but um, but not necessarily on like a regular basis. So you know, like when I do it, it is ridiculously helpful. But the problem is that I don't do it enough. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know. I that's why I wish. That you could somehow, and I think this is another one of those, it takes a village, but set aside time to write more because I think that would help you. And I think that, you know, that's your creative outlet a lot yeah. of times. And yeah, I know you enjoy it and I know that's what you really want to do. And I just, you know, I wish you could get more time. to do Right, that. right. And even if it wasn't that, just like some like something. Like I know that I wasn't writing as much, but when I was doing burlesque, like there was still like yeah. creative, like I was... I was making a creative statement whenever I would create a number, you know, and do dance and move my body, which that was a little yeah. bit more um, putting my body into that into that place, which might be why I felt better whenever yeah. I was doing yeah. it. Absolutely. Turns out your body is not <laughs> <laughs> separate from the rest of yourself. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, well, speaking of creative, I, yes. uh, I've i been recently taking a leadership class. I do one class a week, and the one, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but it was on creative thinking, and um, I kind of realized that I'm, like, actually, one of my coworkers, or I guess one of my bosses previously, told me that I was a creative person, and I was like, you're crazy. I'm not a creative person, <laughs> and then I took this creative thinking class, and I'm like, oh, I'm not creative artistically, right? so... I can't <laughs> like that time that we were trying to do a girls night and we did <laughs> the painting and I like almost had a nervous breakdown because <laughs> I couldn't figure out what to paint and I was afraid it wouldn't be like symmetrical or whatever. Right. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, it would so just be like a artistic. fun us play with paint, uh, with with wine, and you're over there just being like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and that's why I thought I wasn't creative because I so I thought creative and um, artistic were like the same, right? And they're not. It's just like creative is just being able to come up with like or think outside the box and be able to yes. come up with different ideas. Yes, and. I think, so now I'm like, heck yeah, I'm creative. Like any problem you have, I can probably come up with like three different solutions, you know? And it's just like, um, so that, I like that. But um, I got to figure out like how, how do I express creativity in my personal life versus at work? It's all day long. I'm problem solving. I'm doing, you know, but when there's not a problem in front of me, how do I get to that creative side? So that's something I need to work on. Right, right. Um, but there's a lot of things like, you know, I haven't been writing, but I've been cooking in like cooking. Oh, yeah. Is super creative, you know. Yeah. Um, and because you're creating something out of yes, yeah. nothing, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I feel like a lot of my, uh, that, uh, a lot of the energy that I've put into, into more like formalized artistic endeavors, like writing mm-hmm. or whatever, have been during the pandemic, uh, kind of moved into these different ways of creating. So whether that's cooking or I'm going to do something creative with the, uh, with the kids for homeschool, you know, like it's been, I've been moving it in this different direction right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I've definitely been a little more. So my, I have this little, in my downstairs area, I've got this little area that, um, so we have a finished basement and there's a bathroom but there's like there's there's this like in between little chamber um that's like the door to the finished part yes and then, i like, remember this, that chamber <laughs> yes yeah and uh, you have to walk through it to get to the bathroom and the bathroom's really tiny and mm-hmm. whatever so i've actually been turning that into a little dressing room oh. so i have yeah i have like a little clothes rack in there and i've got um i i hung you couldn't really paint the wall so I put like this tapestry on the wall. Oh wow! I've got, um, I'm gonna put like this little curtain with some lights, like Christmas lights, draped in it. Uh huh. Um, and I've got a mirror, and I put some wallpaper up, and it's like I don't know. It's like this is totally weird for me, but it's like you know you're just stuck at home every day, so I'm trying to come up with different projects. Right. And so yeah, yeah. I've, I've got I took some before pictures, so hopefully it'll turn out good, and I want to do a before and after picture. But that'll be awesome, and I feel like. Yeah. kind of do that like you've always been much more um like you're very invested in making your and making your space look really nice and like <laughs> doing things to yeah make it look cool so I feel like you do have a creativity on that level um I think you've always had that honestly you just haven't maybe you just haven't been able to express it as much as you have recently but um, yeah, I think a big hurdle that I'm trying to get over is the perfectionist side. Yes. <laughs> and so I've always been scared to do any kind of home decorating because I've been like, well, what if it's not perfect? Or, you know, or what if the colors don't match right or whatever? And yeah, just being home every day during this pandemic, I'm like, eh, I want to buy a rug. And also, <laughs> i tell you what, <laughs> um, Amazon having such easy returns makes it really nice because yes. I'll buy stuff and then I'll be like, well, if it doesn't fit, I can just return it. And it's so right, easy. Right. I'm not worried about it. And so that has also helped because I don't, I don't feel trapped with stuff that I buy. So absolutely. I know we're supposed to, we're going to paint our basement and I am so scared about it because oh no, like, what if we hate the color, which I guess we can just repaint, but it's That's like, a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and I'm so scared. But um, yeah, that's coming too. But anyway, that's sorry. Awesome. I'm kind of going on a tangent, and we're way over time. And yeah. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, that's pretty much what the podcast talked about. Unless there's anything that you could think of that I didn't make a note on. Um, but I think no, those I were think the you, main points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you got everything. Um, and there's yes. so much more in the book because I'm several chapters in now, and I would love to talk more about it, but. We're out of time. And also, that's a subject for another day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so good job, Devin. Yay! All right. Well, on that note, I guess we'll, uh, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Hold up. Yes. We do have a giveaway 
that oh, uh, yes, yes. that we are waiting to get someone's feedback on. So um, we have an awesome fitness journal that we would love to give to anyone who would be willing to share with us their uh, biggest win of 2020. You know, 2020's yes. had a lot of sucky parts, but... Hopefully it's allowed some of us to be able to grow in different ways. Doesn't have to be fitness, doesn't have to be wellness. No, it could no. be emotional, it could be uh, some other type of goal you were able to do. Um, maybe it's just like, hey, you know what? All these sucky things happen and I get my sanity. Um, yeah, exactly. That also counts. So just send us your uh, your success stories of 2020 to weeklybuddytime at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash weeklybuddytime and uh, yes. leave us a comment and we will pick who we feel is the um, the best. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the 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 highest the most success, inspiring. the most success, yes. the, mo the mo yeah, the most inspiring success. There we go. There we go. Most most inspiring success story uh, to to give you a a journal uh, yes, at a the end journal. of the year. Yeah, for twenty twenty one, which will hopefully be a much better year for all of us. Oh yes, I hope so. Yes, but that's all I got. All right, me too. All right. Well, I love you, Stacy. I love you too. And I will see you next week. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho